the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. Forecast, kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon. Occasionally the sun's breaking through, 71 the high on the cloudy side tonight, low 52. And tomorrow, a lot like today, a lot of clouds, sunshine occasionally, high up to 73. Tough loss for the Eagles yesterday, 30 to 28 to the Baltimore Ravens. Had to shake that and get ready for their next game, which is coming up quickly this Thursday night. Home against the Giants at 8-20. In the meantime, a couple of Monday Night Football games this evening. Kansas City Chiefs at Buffalo at 5. And then Arizona at the Cowboys at 8-15. Also in Major League Baseball, Dodgers 4-3 over the Atlanta Braves to win the National League Championship Series 4 games to 3. Uh, gets them into the World Series. Dodgers will be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Game one is tomorrow night at 8.09. On a side note, I don't know if I have the audio anywhere. I probably do somewhere, but just a kind of a neat thing. And one reason I was partly rooting for the Dodgers to make it through is their manager, Dave Roberts, who's a believer. I had a chance to meet him just once about four years ago at the ballpark and just had time to ask him one question. He does a post game in his office. All the visiting managers do that. And uh, on the way out, after all the reporters were heading out, I just quickly slept, uh, slipped over to introduce myself and mentioned I worked at a Christian radio station and asked him just to, how his faith and his craft, being a baseball manager, intersected. And he only said a few lines, but and the gist of it, really, what he said was, we know how things work out in the end. We, we know we win in the end, I think is how he said. And it was just a really cool line from a guy who's managing one of the most high-profile franchises in baseball and all of sports and the importance of winning and all that and the pressure he has. But he compared that and intersected with the fact that if you have your faith in Jesus, then you know how things are going to end. And he, he had that much bigger perspective than just baseball itself. I think he says, we know how the story ends and we know that we win in the end. That was Dave Roberts, manager of the Dodgers. His team taking on Tampa Bay tomorrow night. Game one of the World Series. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I can't really remember what I did. I just know a lot of things happened. Tends to be the case when you have a lot of kids and now a dog who's doing pretty well. His name is Moose, in case I never mentioned that. Or I guess Theodora, our 10-year-old, was on the program at the tail end of Friday's show, and I think she shared that. Moose is doing pretty well. He's this uh, scrawny little dog. He's the runt of the litter. I've been told that's a pretty good thing to be the runt, that they turn out well, that maybe they're more. I think the, the couple of people I've talked to both said the same thing independently, that the runts of the litter seem to appreciate things. And so far, uh, yeah, he seems to be appreciated. The fact that he doesn't have to compete for food and he's, you know, being the doted on quite a bit by everybody in the house. 
And aside from um, peeing in the living room about six times, he's doing pretty good. So we're glad we had a little fur ball. We actually, uh, instead of just getting the dog, have been taken to praying for just the right one, believing that that is part of our family story as well. We have a daughter, Victoria, who's disabled, who's 14, who has uh, taken to moose already, <laughs> and, uh, and the others have as well. So we're looking forward to being able to care for this little dog and, and uh, see where God takes that story as well. God's in every detail. And if you know him, you can trust whether it's big or small, whatever's going on, or as moose goes from small to big, that God's in that too. We have a really cool show planned for today. I'll tell you about a couple of guests we're going to have in a second. First, I want to thank the folks who have uh, stepped up and helped out in our partnership with Trans World Radio. This is one of the neat aspects of doing this radio show and this having this radio station is we get to listen to the programs that come through, but we also get to be a blessing in the world God has given us. And so we partner every now and again with different ministries around the world. And the one that we've worked with about this time each year for quite a while is Trans World Radio. They're in 190 countries, been in, in business, so to speak, for dozens of years. And we work with them primarily to help build transmitters to get the message out. This time around, we're focused on the hardware itself, the radios, and specifically in Africa to provide these wind-up radios that you don't have to plug in, which obviously would come in handy if you don't have electricity. Some places in Africa certainly do, but some don't. And so we want to be able to put these radios in the hands of people who don't have access to electricity and the ability to therefore hear the gospel through the radios themselves. They're only $50, and it includes everything from import taxes to distributing them. I mentioned how we like to do 56 a week for the few weeks that we're working with Transworld Radio. That's just a number. We can go up or down from that. I kind of hesitate to put a lid on things, but I know at the same time it's also fun to have a goal to aim for. So I would just kind of, I don't know, personalize it and say, think about how much WFIL means to you over the years and just think about giving that gift to somebody else. And that's really kind of, hopefully that, that would resonate with you to say, you know what? Yeah, let's do that. And you can believe that whoever receives the radio you give will benefit not just him or herself, but there's got to be family and friends who are going to be very much interested in this technology and the opportunity to listen to it as well. So I'd encourage you to consider even doing more than one. If you want to actually be involved in a bit more of an ongoing basis, let's say instead of a $50 one-time gift, you're up for doing $50 a month. As far as our window with Transworld Radio goes, they'll count that times 12. They know some folks will continue with them for a long time and other folks will just do for a month or two or three. But um, some folks do want to be involved longer term. So our goal is in the neighborhood of 150 radios and we're at about uh, two dozen. So it's been coming in. That's very, very, very good. I'm going to thank some names. If I can find the names here, I uh, got emailed this morning, an update. And it's from, let's see, thank you to John in Bordentown, New Jersey. Picked up the cost of four radios. Kathy in Quakertown said she would do five. That actually triggers a bonus radio I mentioned to you last week. If someone's willing to do five or more, we have an anonymous donor willing to add one. Gregory in Philadelphia said, I'll do two. And David in Springfield said, I'll do one. There have been others as well who have helped out. So if you'd like to join him, it's 888 988 or write in our homepage at WFIL.com. Thank you so much again to those who have helped out in our partnership with Transworld Radio and those 
yet to continue, uh, perhaps to hear about it and then say, yeah, all right, I'll, I'm in. I'm in. Commander Guy Snodgrass, U.S. Navy retired, is going to be joining our program. He's written a book called Top Guns Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. You hear the words Top Gun? Yeah, Top Gun's a real place. You remember the movie back in the 80s. We'll chat about the book with Guy Snodgrass. Also, uh, Henry Winkler, the one and only Arthur the Fonz Fonzarelli from Happy Days and other TV shows and films. He's going to be joining us, too. He has a children's book out that he has written with a woman named Liv Oliver. We'll get into that as well before the program is done. Also, going to feature a new song for you from the band Casting Crowns. We have a new contest at WFIL.com right now built around that song. You can go there now and check it out in the contest and surveys page. You can also listen for it coming up in just a bit. Tim DeMoss Show today on AM560, WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL.com on the app. That's new Casting Crown song from their Only Jesus CD. And start right here. Powerful song. Love Mark uh, Mark Hall's lyrics. He's a, the lead singer of the band. And uh, that ties in very nicely with the Casting Crown start right here. Sweepstakes we just launched as part of the, uh, the release of this new single, Start Right Here. Lead singer Mark Hall will personally lead you in a five-day Bible study experience to help you be the change in your world that you hear him talking about in the song and have an amazing time doing it, by the way. Grand prize, should you win a virtual kickoff with lead singer Mark Hall, where you chat with Mark as he introduces the study, an iPad Pro, that's nice, a start right here journal, copy of each of Mark Hall's books and of Casting Crowns' Only Jesus album, plus their Voice of Truth, the Ultimate Collection album. And we'll even load you up with a Casting Crowns mug so you can have a little coffee or tea while you're going through that study. There's some first prize and second prize level winners as well. First prize gets the Only Jesus album, Greatest Hits album, and the Casting Crowns mug. And second prize, the Only Jesus album and the Greatest Hits album, but no mug. You can enter every day through the 8th of November. So hop on board the Casting Crowns Start Right Here sweepstakes on the contest page at WFIL.com. There are bonus entry opportunities as well. We like giving stuff away in case you had noticed. There are other cool prizes up for grabs. We'll share more about the contests that are happening these days in a little bit. But first, quick break, and then we're looking forward to bringing on our first guest of the hour, Commander Guy Snodgrass from the uh, U.S. Navy. And we'll be chatting about his book, Top Guns, Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. Real good read. We'll chat with him in just a second. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email Timmy D at WFIL.com. 421, The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Joining us, Commander Guy Snodgrass, U.S. Navy retired, former fighter pilot, author of the new book Top Guns, Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. Thanks for taking time to hang out with us today. Hey, thanks. It's my pleasure to be with you, and uh, it's always fun getting a chance to, uh, you know, put a new book out there. Yeah. Top Guns, Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. How long has this been in the making, and uh, and what, what led you to writing it, putting it out? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, you know, in some respects, I'd tell you that the honest answer is it's been a lifetime in the making. Um, I was lucky growing up. You know, I had some great experiences 
with uh, scouting, with my high school, uh, you know, learned a lot about leadership, and then those were really crystallized when I was in the U.S. military, and specifically as a fighter pilot serving as a Top Gun instructor, working with some of our nation's top men and women, learned a lot from that experience, and then they were reinforced. Those lessons I'd learned were reinforced while I was working in the White House and working at the Pentagon. So uh, I think that the timing was right to put a book out, and even more because of what we faced so far in 2020 with the pandemic, with the upcoming election. Uh, it's a time of uncertainty. People get stressed out, and I think a great story uh, like this book with some good lessons attached to it is exactly the kind of uh, inspiration people are looking for. Absolutely. I'm going to take a page out of your book, Chapter 9, Put the bottom line up front, a.k.a. bluff? Or how do you how do you say it when you just do the acronym? B-L-U-F, I guess. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's the bluff, right? Putting the bottom line up front, making sure that, uh, ne- you know, as, as you might say if you're a media, never bury the lead, right? right? You put it right up front, make sure people know what you're talking about, and then you can follow up with it. So along those lines, after all this lifetime of living these things and learning and, and putting it all together into, into, into printed form, what's your hope after all that labor of love that, that readers come away with, whatever direction they, make, they take from it? Yeah, I think the hope uh, is certainly inspiration. Um, I, you know, growing up, I love to read. I, I love picking up a good book, and mainly because it's a really cheap and inexpensive way to grow yourself. You know, it's about lifelong learning, always striving to be a little bit better tomorrow than you were today. And so knowing that I was, was given the opportunity to work with some really great people across the entirety of my career, they all have these common characteristics and traits that made them successful. I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily a magic wand that makes you successful. It's these types of traits that you do day in and day out that will get you there. And so being able to share those, and so whether it's a kid graduating high school who's wondering what's coming next, whether it's someone who's changing career paths or maybe facing adversity because of the pandemic, uh, I would love the fact that someone might pick this up, read it, love the stories, and say, you know what, this has inspired me to change something in my life. Uh, that's what I'd love to get out of it. How did you first get interested in flying? And I just preface this by saying my son went to Jordan in the summer of 2018 as a film major, did a documentary on Syrian refugees. And um, he thought he wanted to do feature films. When he came back from that trip, he's like, Dad, I think I might want to tell people stories. Uh, so was your flying initially tied to what you wound up doing in terms of the fighter pilot and all that? Or did you have other aspirations, av- aviary aspirations, maybe I should say it that way? You know, from about the time I was eight years old, I really wanted to be a fighter pilot. I thought it was the coolest job in the world. I just never really thought it would be possible. So, hmm. you know, I'm watching my family members. What do they do? Maybe uh, I'll go be, in fact, you know, my kind of plan B was to just go be a computer programmer and, and, and work in that career field. Wow. And I suddenly, in the, at the tail end of high school, I got really passionate about it and said, you know, this is a dream. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot for the stars. Let's see where I land. And, and I applied to the U.S. Naval Academy, got accepted, and, and just because of that one decision, I was off and running. You know, it was kind of my point of entry. And I think that there's a great lesson in that all by itself, the fact that a lot of times if you have a dream in life, you know, as I say, if you shoot for the stars, you may not get there, but you might just land on the moon. So why not give it everything you got? And uh, you're usually better off for it. Yeah, chatting with Commander Guy Snodgrass, a former fighter pilot, author of Top Gun's Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. I'm sure you get the question all the time when people just even hear the name Top Gun. They're like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. And the, but they don't know that there's a connection, but there very much is a connection, right? I mean, so just, just to, can, you, can you tie that together for folks and, and also your role as an instructor, how that came to be? Yeah, uh, so Top Gun is actually a real place. It's not just a movie from 1986. <laughs> right. uh, the, the actual Top Gun was formed in 1969. The Navy, was, you know, Navy and Marine Corps were doing pretty poorly in Vietnam. They 
had to turn things around fast. They formed an elite group of naval aviators uh, for Top Gun. And because of the story and the, the way that Top Gun succeeded, that caught the eye of Hollywood. And in the mid-1980s, they produced the movie also called Top Gun. Um, and that got you know, people in the public more interested in, in what it is and what we do. You know, it's fun because any naval aviator who flies fighter jets could apply to become a Top Gun instructor. Many do. It's a very tough process. And it's not because you're the just most talented pilot, because you're very passionate about what you do. You've got a great personality. You want to be a teacher. You want to help others. And that's what uh, usually makes a successful instructor. So that's the role you play is to, uh, as we say, you teach the teachers. So you teach other people how to be the best possible fighter pilot, and then they go out and teach the U.S. Navy and Marine Corps what to do and how to do it. So that Top Gun school, that, that, that you know, uh it's like a, a, a how long is the process? Uh, well, when, if you're if you're accepted, it's like a graduate school of sorts, or to really help you take your craft to the next level. Yeah, it sure is. You know, you get accepted. You've already typically seen combat. You've already been out and about, uh, as we call it, in the fleet. You know, serving okay. overseas or conducting missions. And so you've had about three years of experience there. Now this is your graduate level education and being a world class fighter pilot. You go in for twelve weeks. It's an immersive program, so you're just Day in and day out, about six days out of every week, you're a flying mission, you're debriefing, you're focused on, on just dialing it up all the way to an 11 to be as successful as possible. Um, so you do that immersive pro- process, and then you go back out, and you put it to good use teaching others. Chat with uh, Commander Guy Snodgrass. The book is called Top Guns Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit. You talk about in Chapter 1, focus on talent, passion, and personality. And there's an interesting story about your audition, your rush ride to be a Top Gun instructor. So not everybody goes on to do that, but you chose to want to do that. Or right, I mean, or, or when you go to, to Top Gun, are you hoping to become an instructor? Or some, some don't want to go that route, but some do. I, I forgot about that part. Yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, being a Top Gun instructor is it's like going through the class, except you're doing it for two or three years. So it, it takes a lot of time. It's, it's an incredibly busy period of your life. And so a lot of people don't necessarily want to strive for that. Okay. Uh, in my mind, you know, I, I remember being a junior fighter pilot and saying, well, where do the best people go? And, it, hey, you know, if you want to try and strive to be the best, then you want to be a Top Gun instructor. And that's, that was, that's what inspired me to, like I said, shoot for the stars and see how close I can get. Um, you know, the, the fun thing about being a Top Gun instructor, like I said, is just you're surrounded by great people. Uh, they want to help others. They want to work together as a team. And it's funny because that's probably the biggest misperception between the movie and reality. In the movie, it feels like this really competitive environment where people are kind of gunning for each other. That couldn't be further from the truth. In real life, it's about uh, teamwork. It's about helping the other students out because you realize that, you know, maybe someone else is struggling and you can help them now, but two weeks later – they're going to be helping you. And that's where the personality aspect of what you just said, talent, passion, and personality comes into play. You've got to have a great personality. You've got to be a team player. You have to be willing to help others because you never know in life where you're going to need someone else's help, and you've got to earn that trust up front. You kind of reference that. There's a, a verse in the book of Proverbs 27:17 says, Iron sharpens iron, and as one man does that, uh, you know, sharpens another. So it's the idea that because you talk a lot about the criticism you get, but it's not personal and how, you know, right, they're there to help you, literally help you get better and vice versa. Absolutely. And that's, and, you know, and that's what's fun about the experience. That's what it's taught me about life is a lot of times, you know, it's easy for us to start believing that we're in this really competitive environment. You know, I've got to maybe undercut someone if I want to get ahead. And I've found that uh, really successful people, no matter what career you're in, it's usually the opposite. It's the ones who extend the helping hand who say, 
look, if I help you succeed, that's going to be a long-term win for all of us. Um, and who put service and put others before themselves who really wind up to go on and just do great things in life. So uh, to me, that's, that's that reminder. Iron sharpens iron because of the fact that um, you want to challenge yourself. You want to be surrounded by people who are going to help you up your game. And I think that when, you, when you're willing to take that risk, because sometimes when you do that, you might fail, but you shouldn't avoid failure. You, should, uh, you shouldn't take it out necessarily, but you shouldn't avoid it. And if you do fail, what did you learn? What do you do different next time to make yourself even better? Well written a great read. Thank you, uh, Commander Snodgrass, for taking time to chat today. Hey, sir, great being with you. Thanks for the opportunity. All right, Commander Guy Snodgrass, uh, U.S. Navy retired, former fighter pilot, author of Top Gun's Top Ten, Leadership Lessons from the Cockpit and the Tim DeMoss Show, 431. Thank you for listening in. Forecast, kind of cloudy the rest of the afternoon. Some sun at times. 71 the high on the cloudy side tonight, low 52. A lot of clouds, a little sun tomorrow. High 73. Tough one for the Eagles. 30-28 loss to Baltimore yesterday. They're home this Thursday against the Giants at 820. Monday night football tonight, KC and Buffalo playing. Actually, about a half hour from now. It's an early start there, 5 o'clock. Followed by Arizona and the Cowboys at 8.15. Major League Baseball Dodgers 4-3 over Atlanta last night to win National League Championship Series just by a hair. Uh, 4-3. So they move on to the World Series, which starts tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. Dodgers, Tampa Bay tomorrow night, game one at 8.09. We have a quick break to take. We'll come back and uh, we have more to do this hour. Including the one and only Henry Winkler going to be joining us. Uh, you know, Arthur Fonzarelli from Happy Days and all that. He'll be joining us in this hour. Also, I'd like to give away a few gift cards right now. So if you'd like to win a gift card to Duncan, Panera, Rita's, or Wawa, $5.60. Something simple. Enough to get a couple of coffees and a donut or a couple of water ices and hang out with a friend. We'll take the next three folks to text in to 610-500-DUB. 610-500-3683. That's our text line. And just uh, specify which one you'd like, and we'll mail that out to you. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for hanging out today. Live and local, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 435 on The Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Henry Winkler going to be joining us in just a little bit. Uh, a couple things to run by uh, before that. I mentioned earlier in the program how we have a lot of contests going on at WFIL.com. It's uh, actually, frankly, kind of hard to keep up with them all. It's a good problem to have. But on this program, between 4 and 5, I'd like to at least point you to that and give you a couple of periodic updates as to what you can have an opportunity to, to win. It starts with joining the Rewards Club, which is free and easy. It takes about two minutes, if that. And then it allows you to get into all the contests really quickly. That's for starters. Once you're in, and again, anyone can be in, there's a lot of different things, usually five, six, ten things at a time that you can try your hand at. Books and concert tickets and movies and whatever. So one of the most uh, recent ones that, in fact, I think today is it went up on the site, this family movie night contest where you could win not one, not two, not three, six box office smash hits say that slowly and carefully from the award-winning Kendrick brothers. You know, those guys, those crazy Kendrick brothers, how they put out films like overcomer and war room facing the giants, courageous fireproof flywheel. Yeah. You could win all of those 
Uh, and you can actually enter every single day between now and the 14th of November. Plus, there are bonus entry opportunities. So if you really go at this, you might you know, increase your opportunity to win. It's Family Night Movie Sweepstakes. Contest page at WFIL.com. I played this clip for you last week, but I could probably play this every single day and benefit from it. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to play it for you again. Alex Kendrick, director, and he's usually in these films, talked about being a very successful filmmaker and yet not making that be who he is and how he had to learn that and probably still has to wrestle with that. I would say I had the right elements of my identity, but they were not in the right order, meaning I would call myself a Christian. I know I'm a husband, I know I'm a father, know I'm a filmmaker, but I would say I probably put filmmaking and, and writing books in the first spot of my identity. And God said, Alex, that is what you do, but that is not who you are. And the Lord kind of prompted me to think about the fact that if I never make another movie, would I still know who I am? So I had to grapple with that as we worked on the script for Overcomer. Hmm. So today I would say the order of my identity is first and foremost, I am a child of God in Christ. I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Then I'm a husband, then a father, and then a filmmaker. That way, if the filmmaking doesn't work out, I still know who I am. My foundation (laughs) is set. And so when people understand how crucial that is, how important that is, it'll solve a lot of Issues of instability, of worry, of stress, because if we are only our job or our feelings, which can change, well, then that's very unstable. So Jesus Christ is the most stable thing you can put your identity in. How about that? Man, good stuff. That's Alex Kendrick. And again, you could win the entire, well, there's more than that, but the six of the main movies that he has worked on over the years at WFL.com. Perfect segue also to another contest we've been talking about for a while that's going to be up there a little longer. We're going to maybe pull this down as football season rolled along, but it's been very popular. Folks really seem to like it, so we extended it actually through this coming Monday, week from today. Talking about the book Football Faith, 52 NFL stars reflect on their faith. And in it, there are players like, jumps to mind right away, Nick Foles, who of course was here and helped the Eagles win that Super Bowl a couple years back. And wherever he seems to go, seems to be... You know, having that success, if he's not getting hurt, that happens too. Not that I'd want hundreds of pounds of linemen landing on top of me either. But uh, Nick Foles has had that perspective. He shares about that regularly, but he's also sharing it in the book. There are others in this book, like Eagles greats David Akers, Randall Cunningham, Brian Dawkins, and then non-Eagles, like Saints quarterback Drew Brees, uh, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy is in here too. They all talk about the success they've had. But they also say, that's not the top of the mountain. That's not where my my feet are anchored. They talk about they want to do those things. They want to be team players. But they also really want to succeed as husbands, as fathers, as sons, and ultimately as a child of God and walking with him. So uh, the, the football faith book is still there for you to win. Each, uh, each of the players has a nice color photo, some stats, and also a favorite scripture verse or passage and their thoughts on their walk with the Lord in some aspect, uh, whether they were when they were younger, how they matured, or something more recent. So check that out. Football Faith, one of many other prizes that you could win at WFIL.com. It's 441. We'll take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with the one and only Henry Winkler. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local. 
It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. These happy days are yours and mine. These happy days are yours and mine. Happy days. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, the uh, Happy Days theme song. It's 445. Thank you for tuning in as a perfect lead in to our guest who you will know from that sitcom, for sure, from other films and TV. And as an author, has a book out now, children's book, along with a, a, someone named Lynn Oliver. She's actually the original Valley Girl, if you remember that from back in the 80s. And Lynn directed Harry and the Hendersons and uh, a lot of other things, too, she's been part of. But the book is called Lights, Camera, Danger, Alien Superstar Number 2. Action Pack, Full of Laughs, just came out, I guess, a week or two ago. And it's the second book in the New York Times best-selling, highly illustrated middle grade series from uh, Lynn Oliver and Henry Winkler, who joins us. How you doing? I am so good, and I'm happy to chat with you. <laughs> Congratulations on Light Camera Danger. Uh, share, Thank you. Yeah, share, share the gist of it for a second, and we could go from there, if you would. Okay, okay. So, this is uh, Lynn Oliver and I. Uh, this is our 35th novel. And the alien lives on a planet that's very repressed. And uh, at 13, uh, they, are, um, uh, they are kind of disconnected so that no one has a point of view. His grandmother says, not you, puts him in a, a rocket ship she helps build. And he goes through the cosmos and lands on the only address they know on Earth, Universal Studios. I mean, who's going to complain about a rocket ship? on the back lot of a studio. He gets a job on a situational comedy, and then his planet sends Citizen Cruel to kidnap him, to take him back, because nobody can escape their planet. And the whole book is the adventure of Citizen Cruel trying to get our buddy Berger back to the planet, and he doesn't go. Interestingly enough, it reminds me when I took a tour of Disneyland on a tour guide, they said Steven Spielberg wandered off the tour, found a trailer, set up shop, and no one knew he was there for four months. And when they discovered him, he'd already written some stuff. It sounds like Buddy has that kind of a path. He lands on Universal and goes, to, how, does he, how does he make his way? Well, you know, uh, he can, his grandmother uh, and he, they, they form a human uh, skin that if he concentrates very hard, he looks like Buddy Berger. Okay. And then uh, after a few hours, he changes back into the alien with six eyes that rotate around his head. And he's also got suction cups because on his planet there is no gravity. So the suction cups keep him grounded. The only thing is he has to walk on his, on his, um, on his tiptoes because <laughs> the suction cups keep him in place. It's a lot of fun, a lot of adventure. And not that a book has to have a lesson per se, but are there things that you hope uh, someone who reads the book comes away with or that you discovered as you were writing it? You know what? There are three things. One is that it's a comedy. And it is the book that the kids are not assigned, but that they read because they want to laugh out loud. And two, it's about friendship. And, and what will happen if the, if the people on Earth find out I'm an alien for real and not Buddy Berger, will they still like me? Hmm. And there's body shaming because the star of the TV show that 
Buddy does is a young girl by the name of Cassidy, and her mother is a tough manager who worries about every calorie she eats. So there is that problem, and it is like he's on the outside looking in. He's a stranger in a strange land, and we believe a lot of children feel that way. You know, you have a, obviously a lot of roles in your lifetime, from Happy Days through film and Broadway and TV, uh, and Arthur, the author, really, and this, all those books that you've written with Lynn. Uh, why kids? Yeah. What, the heart you have for kids. and why Because that, that's different from a lot of the other roles. When I was in high school, I worked with children in an after-school program, and I often thought if I did not make it doing what I'm doing, because I dreamt of being an actor since I was seven, I would have worked with children because I know what it was like being dyslexic, feeling like a failure, and I never wanted anyone else to feel that. Hmm. And so all of our books are based on children who, on kids who have their glasses half full. They just spill it everywhere. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. And for folks to understand, too, Lights, Camera, Danger is uh, lots of illustrations throughout. How does that process come in, in, as you're writing, and how does that all fit in? And you know, Do you write first, the illustrations you come? You know or? what? It is, it, it's a hybrid between a graphic novel and a novel novel. Okay. So that there are always these great illustrations um, that are like little islands for the, uh, the, uh, the reader who's having trouble to, to get to. But we work with the illustrator uh, through our publisher, and because we have such a strong image of who these people are and what they look like, and we are very proud of how beautiful Alien Superstar is. Henry, it's great to make your acquaintance. One last question, just kind of off topic slightly. Yes. You've been married for a lot of years to your lovely wife, Stacy. Any words of wisdom? How you stay together 40 plus years? You know what? I will tell you that in my, in my estimation, the center of a relationship is the ear. It's not the heart. It's not the mind. It's you listen to your partner. And, you know, how it lands on you is not necessarily how it was meant. And that is where, uh, that is where the communication really comes. Hmm. in understanding each other. Thank you for sharing. And by the way, we had uh, Mrs. C, the lovely Marion Ross, on about a year or two ago, and she mentioned a softball team when you were younger, out and on tour. Did you play on that team for Happy Days? Well, you know, because I am dyslexic, I never played sports. I, I was an archer. Uh, I could shoot a rifle uh, at a target, but I never played any kind of ball. Interesting. And I played the pitcher. I was the pitcher on the Happy Days uh, softball team, and we traveled all over America, uh, Germany. We, we visited the troops in Germany and the troops at, in Okinawa, uh, and it was an amazing adventure. Henry Winkler, thank you so much for your time, and congratulations again on Lights, Camera, Danger. I thank you so much. I, you know, listen, I, I'm, I don't mean to brag. I think it would be a great holiday gift. Happy almost birthday, by the way. Thank you. I'm going to be 75. <laughs> Have a great weekend. It's a privilege Thank talking you. with you. Everybody who can hear us, stay healthy. All right. Thanks again, Henry. Bye-bye. Bye. 
Henry Winkler, Lights, Camera, Danger, Alien, Superstar, number two, the latest installment of uh, three dozen books almost. He's written with Lynn Oliver, who uh, the original Valley Girl. She directed Harry and the Hendersons and uh, need an opportunity to speak with him today. You know, I dug up the conversation I had with Mrs. Cunningham, uh, otherwise known as Marion Ross, of course, from Happy Days. Uh, from February 15th, 2019. This is just a short clip of the, the clip of uh, the interview I was referring to with uh, Henry Winkler. I was under contract to Paramount Studios okay. when I was 23. And in those days, in the early 50s, everything was shot on the lot. All the movie stars were there. And and they were there for lunch, and Ginger Rogers was wonderful to me, and so was William Holden, and uh, it was it, it was thrilling. In fact, the director said, uh, when the director thought I looked like Greer Garson, so he would say to me, Miss Garson, what do you think about that? <laughs> you know, and I had a very small part. I had very, I had very little to do, and I would think, well, there, I was a college graduate, so I would then have opinions about the script, you yeah, know? Yeah. Then, then the next day he'd say, and Miss Garson, what do you think about that? You that's, know? That's I didn't realize they were making fun of me. Yeah, you know? but it must have been exciting. And yet, did you think, you know, there's, there's still stuff out there that I haven't gotten to yet? Or was that just, were you just happy doing what you were doing? Like, because Happy Days did come, you know, eventually and became a, a huge thing for you. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have stopped. I wouldn't have. Nothing would have stopped me. Yeah. No. Yeah, so you could tell there was still more to come, and, and, and after Happy Days, there was still plenty of, of work available, too. Um, always, right. always, uh, always, because uh, when after I left the, uh, Paramount, then I, I would go to, I worked at CBS, and we did a lot of live. We did, all the television shows were live. Uh, That's amazing. So it was very, it was like being in a play, because if you made a mistake, that's, it's a, uh, You've just made a mistake, so you've got to go on the best you can. So it was very exciting. Really enjoyed having Marion Ross on. The date for that, February 15, 2019. The podcast, the programs we do are on our homepage, WFIL.com. You should be able to scroll newest to oldest and go right back through, and we try to keep them as updated as possible. I'm uh, honestly a few shows behind, but we'll get them up there as soon as possible from last weekend, including today. Uh, so help yourself. Scroll through and see. The gist of it, as you as you uh, tune in, even if it's, today's your first day to listen to the program, is that uh, this program, uh, you know, we love the Lord a lot, and uh, we, we believe John 3.16 very strongly, as all of Scripture, too, but that, you know, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so the hope for this hour specifically on this station, is to reflect that. And so a lot of the guests we have on are believers. Some are not, but we look for some common ground, have some conversations, and maybe learn something along the way, all while holding to the truth of Scripture and, and saying that that's our lens, that's our foundation. We're not trying to water it down or, or shift it around. I believe that there is one God, and, and uh, His Son Jesus died on the cross and, and uh, was risen on the third day. And that he, uh, you know, put your trust in him. He ascended to heaven, so he didn't just stay on earth. He ascended to heaven to the Father and to sit down at the right hand of, of the Father in heaven. And so he has all authority, and we can place our trust in him, have forgiveness for our sins. And uh, it's very fundamentally, you know, I, I'll stick to that. <laughs> That's, those, are, those are among my main non-negotiables if we're having a conversation. But I'm all ears. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with folks. And, and sometimes the conversations we do have, 
with guests on the program who may not be believers, uh, go in that, those waters and sometimes just touch on the edge of it. But that's part of what you'll see when you scroll through the podcast. Some of them you'll see, like we had Pat Boone on last week. I don't have the podcast for that up yet, but I hope to soon. He was on fire, man. He was great. I loved having Pat Boone on the program. And uh, anyhow, and sometimes we'll have pastors on, some of the speakers you hear on WFIL, Jim Daly from Focus on the Family. We had Robert Jefferson from Pathway to Victory and those sorts of guests as well. So it's a nice, well-rounded thing. And we appreciate your prayers. We do appreciate if you're willing to let folks know about the program. And, uh, you know, you can look for the podcast wherever you subscribe. If you want to subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and all those sorts of places, Stitcher and things like that. Uh, so there you have it. Down to the final minute of our program. One final reminder, we do continue working with Transworld Radio, trying to bring wind-up radios to Africa. They don't require electricity, which is perfect for many who don't have access to that. And um, you know, in the past, we've helped build transmitters. This time it's to put the actual hardware, the radios themselves, in the hands of Africans. Each radio, just $50, includes import taxes, distribution, allows men to hear the gospel in their own language. And to the extent you're blessed to listen to FIL, imagine giving that very same opportunity to somebody else. In fact, it's very likely many family members and friends from the person receiving the radio will also have the opportunity to hear the gospel uh, in addition to the person getting it. So it's an amazing, potentially life-saving gift to help. It's 888-988-5656, 888-988-5656, or WFIL.com. Thanks so much from Transworld Radio and WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.